crude oil is positive and stocks are down. It has us wondering if the OPEC production cuts are reinflating the inflation worries. Stacy Morris joins us from Illyrian, director of research at a very energy-focused business. Stacy, uh, how surprising was this decision by OPEC Plus? Well, Oliver, it wasn't as surprising uh, on you know Monday or Tuesday before the Wednesday meeting. But uh, if you had asked me a week ago if I thought they were going to cut by two million barrels per day, I would have said no. Um, so as we got closer to the meeting, the expectations for the size of the cut got bigger and bigger. Um, but I think what's important for people to realize is that the headline cut is 2 million barrels per day. That's versus a quota that many of these countries are already underproducing against. So the cut in effect is really closer to around a million barrels per day, maybe even less. Um, but I think there's some misunderstanding in general just about the overall size of the cut and what it means for oil markets. So what's that misunderstanding? Where do you think people are, are going off course? Well, I think you know people get too focused on the two million barrels per day. It's really probably going to be around a million barrels per day, and maybe mm. even less. When you think about the global oil market, um, it's about a hundred million barrels per day. So two percent of demand versus one percent of demand is is a pretty big shift. Um, but I think the other thing that people need to realize is that oil markets started pricing this in ahead of the meeting. So we saw oil gain about ten percent uh, just over the last couple of days. So um, we've already kind of seen this big move in reaction to the news. Um, and now we're in a position where, you know, this cut is priced in and, you know, we're going to see what happens with demand going forward. Um, that's really the big variable that people are worried about from an oil perspective. And that's, you know, part of the reason OPEC cut or the main reason OPEC cut is that you know, we're worried about demand as you know, we see all these issues with the global economy. So demand is really you know, going to be the factor to keep watching as we go through the next couple months. Okay. Now, uh, Stacey, what um, it will determine where in that range of a million to two? What's the, uh, where does the variance come from? What's the independent variable here? Yeah, so it all just depends, um, you know, on OPEC's execution and the group OPEC Plus's execution, I should say. Um, you know, how strict are, com are countries with their targets? How much do they actually cut versus what they're supposed to cut? Um, and because so many are underproducing, there's only a couple countries that are actually in a position where they would need to lower production to comply with this. So you think Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates. Um, so the actual size of the cut really depends on you know, what OPEC countries do with their production. And that's what remains to be seen. Okay. All right. So as it pertains to uh, the stock market, generally, uh, the oil producers, the drillers, have been much more resilient um, in their trading patterns than crude oil itself. As crude dropped uh, 30 bucks, uh, we've had some of the favorites uh, in the oil group sitting near highs. Uh, Buffett's uh, favorite, Oxy, is just uh, you know barely below the record here. Uh, how do we explain that big gap when generally a chart of energy stocks versus the commodity has gotten quite a wide spread now in favor of the companies. That's right, and it is kind of unusual to see this. And I think there's a couple of factors at play here. Um, I think a big issue is the fact that energy companies have changed a lot. You know, they're generating significant free cash flow. They're buying back their equity. They're offering attractive dividends. You know, in the MLP space, we yield, see yields today at seven point four percent. So. 
you know, the income from energy companies is very attractive, whether you're looking at MLPs midstream or even some exploration and production companies that have started to deploy variable dividends. Um, so this kind of sea change in the energy space, I think has made the space much more investable. These companies are focused on capital discipline, they're focused on returns, and they're delivering that in a market that's been you know, very difficult. So I think energy can continue to be a bright spot in a tough tape, even though we are probably gonna see you know, some more volatility in oil prices. I think for energy investors, the key takeaway from yesterday is that OPEC plus is gonna defend a floor for oil prices. And that's probably around $90 a barrel Brent. So I think for energy investors, you the announcement yesterday gives a little more confidence and comfort, comfortability around you know, the future for oil prices um, as you look at energy stocks. But I think that decoupling has more to do with you know, strong fundamentals for these companies, free cash flow generation, providing returns. Uh, and then you could also argue that oil markets have become a little disconnected because of lower liquidity, lower volume. So I think those are some of the factors that are at play. Mm. Is there uh, anything... Uh, it sounds like we are so we're very supply focused in our conversation. Is there anything from the demand side that's moving the needle? I mean, it looks like this is so uh, focused on production right now, even as there's this deep concern about recession, there's this deep concern about the stock market. But it looks like people are still filling up the cars. And there's I mean, the narrative, at least from what I can tell, doesn't seem like we're even discussing a demand drop off in crude and arguably the price action doesn't really suggest it. We're back at 90 bucks. Yeah, I mean, from a demand perspective, if you look at the inventory report from yesterday, you know, demand looks very strong for both gasoline and diesel, um, which is not necessarily what we've seen over the last couple of months, but it has been, you know, very strong here lately. I think globally, a lot of the demand narrative is focused on China and as it should be. Um, the expectation is that Chinese demand is going to fall this year for the first time since 1990. And I think that's a huge deal that people don't appreciate. So even if we see some demand degradation from a slowing global economy, if Chinese demand starts to come back up, that can really offset that. So um, those are kind of the key variables to be watching from a demand perspective, besides just what's happening with recession risk. Uh, a lot of it has to do with what's going on in China and when they start to see more demand as COVID lockdowns unwind. Great conversation, Stacey. Uh, really appreciate you um, helping us uh, uh, get through the muck and figure out what's going on. Great stuff. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. All right, some very important clarifications here on what that OPEC plus cut means and uh, why stocks continue in the energy space to do so well even when crude is down.